What's up, everybody? Before we get started with today's episode of the Going the Distance podcast, I just wanted to give a quick shout out to NordVPN. You can use NordVPN to browse the internet privately, safely, and securely. It allows you to unblock all sorts of things online, such as streaming services in other countries. You can use our affiliate link, the GTD link, which should be in our bio, on our social media. It's on our website, gtdsports.com. You can sign up now for a risk-free 30-day money-back guarantee. You can connect up to six devices. It's available on whatever platform you desire, Windows, iOS, Android. I use it myself. So go ahead and check out NordVPN in our bio and on our website. This is the Going the Distance podcast. Dude, I'm telling you, when I'm driving a fucking Porsche and living on a yacht, you're going to be like, oh, I wish I got him in the top guy. You had two picks on two defensive possessions in a row, and you don't win the field position battle? Are you kidding me? Are you kidding me? This is a fun show. <laughs> yeah, this is fun. Welcome back, everybody, to another episode of the Going the Distance podcast. My name is Ryan Bennell, and alongside me is Elijah Spann with the perfectly timed cracking open of whatever that drink is, but perfectly timed crisp sound. <laughs> We're live on Twitch, YouTube, all the platforms for episode 35 of the Going the Distance podcast. It gets crazier and crazier every time we say the episode number because it really just doesn't feel like we've done that many. But alas, we're back for the second week of our twice-a-week format. We're on Tuesdays and Thursdays now rather than Wednesdays. So you can keep up with all that information over on our social media. We are at GTD underscore sports on most things. But on TikTok, we are at GTDsports.com. Make sure you guys check out our website, GTDsports.com, for all of our content. We have multiple podcasts being uploaded in the next few days. And all of our blogs, of course, as always. And last but not least, subscribe to the GTD Sports newsletter at the bottom of our website for email notifications on everything. Whew, I feel like I just said GTD Sports a million times, but uh, Donda, it, Donda, yeah. Donda, GTD, GTD, GTD. We should we should remix it, bro, with GTD, GTD. <laughs> no, but it's it's been a now it's no longer been a week. It's been a weekend, and in, in since we've last talked. So, uh, what is? What's been going on for you? How was your uh, first weekend of college football? Oh, it was cool. Um, I pick a winning bet to save my life, so that really sucked. Yeah, I lost a lot too. But uh, yeah. other than other than gambling wise, how was the uh, just being able to watch football and everything? Watching football was great. I like that part. I liked watching football. Thankfully, um, I didn't watch too many of the games that I had money on, just because like I didn't have money on the bank game or the Clemson well actually no I just had money on the total which was the over so that was kind of tough that um, was really tough that I did I, too. <laughs> 13 total points was not what I was expecting uh, no. or anyone for that matter but Clemson, Georgia's defense was really good and so no defensive touchdowns there was I mean, one, no, they had uh, no, no offensive, offensive no offensive I don't know why I said defense yeah but without one, that pick six it would have been a three three game but we're gonna we're gonna get into the Clemson yeah. the Clemson game in a little bit because that was just crazy. I mean, I expected a good game, but I did not expect it to go like that in any way, shape, fashion, or form. Uh, yeah. I really thought that the defenses would have been exposed, if anything. Yeah, absolutely, I agree. Especially like, but anyway, uh, it was good though. It was good to see actual football back on the TV. I'm even more excited for NFL. I've always been more of an NFL guy. Why? Um, I love college though. I, I don't like, like, I'm not going to dog on college at all, but NFL is where it's at for me. 
I've I've leaned more towards NFL in the last few years just because of like the trajectory that college football's on. Uh, you know, the committee, the playoff, the, all the bias and everything. It's just it's not looking pretty. All the blue chip ratios are shifting towards the perennial powerhouses like Bama. So in that aspect, it's just getting a bit less competitive. So in that sense, the NFL, I, I do like that more. Plus, I mean, you can always have fantasy football in the NFL and all that stuff. So that is a bonus, whereas you can't really do that as much in uh <laughs> oh wait, we got a comment. I got distracted. <sighs> Never mind. But uh, anyway, uh yeah, college football. What are we talking about? <laughs> highlight low light. All right. Yeah, highlight low light. Let's go ahead and get into it. So uh I'll go ahead and start. My highlight of the weekend was simply we've kind of already talked about it, but college football's back. Um, and now I can drink at games because I'm a I'm a grown man. I'm 21 now. I can actually go to the concession stand, buy a beer, and not have to worry about shit. It's a good feeling, you know. Uh, my highlight of the week is that NFL is coming back this week, and I'm just I'm so excited. I there's this wing place that I've been looking at that I've been near, um, and uh, I'm really looking forward to going there. I haven't been there yet, and I want to go so bad. And so Thursday night, I'm gonna go get pissed drunk watching the Cowboys. I can't wait. I'm gonna down like 15. Oh yeah, because I forgot the Cowboys open the season. Yeah, dude, I'm looking forward to that too. Uh, one thing I forgot to mention though, it was really weird. Um, so obviously I went to the TCU game, TCU student over the weekend. And, uh, my first ever stadium beer purchase was from my professor. It was so weird. Like I just look up at the concession and I'm like, Oh, it was chip, you know, chip. Yeah. Oh, no shit. It was chip. And it was, it was cool. I mean, he's a cool guy, but it was just kind of like, I don't know, not what I expected. Exactly. Chip's Um, the reason for this podcast. Chip is literally the reason this podcast happened basically, or his class at least. Um, yeah. But low light of the week, we kind of already touched on it a little bit, but my low light this week was I had the worst gambling weekend in a long, long, long time. I lost like over 10 units this weekend, but we're going to be back next Saturday. We're going to be back. We're going to be stronger than ever, and we're going to make 20 units. We're going to hit a 16-18 parlay, not even worried, especially because NFL's back on Sunday, double the chances to hit some bets, but also double the chances to lose. So we'll see how that goes. What about yeah, you? I I agree though. That was probably one of my lowlights too. Is that my gambling weekend is was awful, um, and that also too. So I finally got my um, thing back. My because we were talking about this before the episode started. So my unexpected value podcast, and I have my dog in a picture of my dog. Still had like my dog's like wiener in there, but I don't want him on that because it's a it's a podcast cover art, and that's you know whatever so i had to like awkwardly tell the artist on fiverr to like hey can you edit out my dog's dick <laughs> and um dude but the, the the cover art elijah sent it to me the cover art for that is sick so it was going to be back in a second a little bit of technical difficulties but if y'all in the next few days probably in the next week or so we'll have an official announcement for the new podcast on the gtd sports network um but we've mentioned it before it's going to be called unexpected value it's going to be hosted by elijah um Really, really excited about the cover art though, because that just looks sick, dude. I was, I was pleased with it overall. Yeah, um, it's cool. I did, I did the first episode some last week. I'm looking to do another one. Probably, I, I was gonna do another one, but I'm a little in town right now, so I'm probably gonna do it tomorrow. But yeah, so so far it's cool. It's weird not having somebody to bounce off of. It is, yeah, because I, I started a. 
a solo podcast for my job, my personal work. Um, and that is, it is weird. You got to get used to just like, I don't know, you, you have to find times to like take sips of water and stuff like that. And there's just no natural breaks to kind of, you know, I mean, you don't really think about swallowing, but whenever you do that, you have to think about swallowing, <laughs> like, you know, that's weird. it's kind of weird. Yeah. <laughs> but anyway, well, I took a lot of breaks. In- I mean, yeah, you can, it, it doesn't really matter. Um, but anyway, let's go ahead and get into it. Week one, college football was, it lived up to all the hype. It was action packed. A lot went down. We had seven top 25 teams lose their opening game of the season. Um, we had three 19 point underdogs win on the same Saturday for the first time in college football history, uh, which that was absolutely absurd. I don't know if you saw any of those games. I didn't get to catch them live, but Northern Illinois beat Georgia Tech. Montana, Montana of all teams, beat number that. 20 ranked Washington. And then um, who was the third one? Oh, Vanderbilt. <laughs> I could I could laugh at Vanderbilt all day, but Vanderbilt got absolutely embarrassed 23 to 3 at home against East Tennessee State. So not the best start to the season for those guys, but we, we talked about it a little bit already. One team that did have a solid start was Georgia. Not offensively whatsoever, but I really want to talk about this Georgia Clemson game. Did you get to did you get to watch most of it or no? Because it was really at the same time as the TCU game. Uh bits and pieces. I I didn't really attend the TCU game. I knew I kind of like forgot to buy a ticket because when you're a TCU student, your game is free. And so I just drove up, didn't really think about buying a ticket. And then there I was at and they're like, hey, did you get a ticket? And I was like, oh yeah, I graduated. <laughs> Um, I have to buy one of those. So I just didn't go because I didn't even know who the fuck Duquesne was. I thought it was pronounced Disquincy. Disquincy? I didn't know, dude. I never heard of it before. I mean, we were the biggest favorites in the entire country TCU was this weekend. So it it wasn't supposed to be a game at all. And it wasn't. So we just, I went back and I caught a good chunk of the Georgia game. Yeah. What'd you, what'd you think about, um, I still, I, I said I was going to know his name by this week. Ukulele. And I will still never be able to pronounce his name. So I'm just going to say ukulele. Yeah. He's fucking. I like, I like ukulele. He's also ukulele. Hawaiian, right? I have no idea, honestly. It would make sense with a last name like that. All right. I think we may have just lost Elijah with some internet problems. Bear with us. We'll be back in just a second. I just got a text that said, bro, fuck. <laughs> All right, well, I'll just BS for a little bit until Elijah's able to uh, refresh his page and join back. A little bit of Wi-Fi issues, but, you know, that's bound to happen with a, a couple uh, broke college students or post-college students. Um, anyway, Clemson, though. Georgia's defense was absolutely absurd. I talked about it a little bit in our last podcast on Thursday where we did kind of a preview uh, for the weekend, but man, I really did not think Georgia's defense was that good. I knew they would be something. I, I knew they would be one of the best defenses in the country, but did I think they would be able to hold Clemson to three points? Absolutely not. I, I never would have predicted that in a million years. Uh, Clemson's offense is always one of the best in the country. I know they lost Travis Etienne. Of course, it's going to be an adjustment period after you lose Trevor Lawrence, one of the greatest college quarterbacks of all time. But there's no excuse. I mean, dropping three points, that, that's inexcusable. I don't understand. 
how that even happened, really. They just played like dog shit the entire game. This is the first time in the Dabo Sweeney era that they have failed to score a touchdown, which is, that's insane. But the only thing is, I know Georgia won the game, and everybody's high on Georgia's defense. Everybody's high on all that. But people should not overlook how bad their offense played. Clemson's defense is good, don't get me wrong, but they play in the ACC. That's that's not an SEC defense, okay? They're not, they are not a top 10 defense in the country. Sure, they're going to produce a couple first-round D linemen, but they do that every year. They're, overall, they are not a top 10 defense, and the fact that Georgia was not able to put up a touchdown when they have Heisman hopeful JT Daniels at the quarterback position is ridiculous. I, I don't understand that. So I, I think Kirby Smart and coaching staff uh, deserves a lot of credit for the defensive outing, but they deserve a lot of uh, – what's the word I'm looking for? I don't know. They just they they deserve any shit that comes to them for their offensive performance. Really, I I said at the beginning of the year, JT Daniels is severely severely overrated, and he should not be a Heisman favorite. But for some reason, I mean, I'm not a college football expert. I guess they they know more than I do. Ugh. We still got some internet problems, so. Looks like we're uh, just sticking with me for now until Elijah can come back. Um, but next thing up on my list of college football discussions is the Penn State-Wisconsin game. Uh, this was, I believe, I know they're both top 20 teams. I believe their exact ranking was Wisconsin was number 12, Penn State number 19. Penn State traveled to Wisconsin in Camp Randall Stadium, one of the most hostile environments in the entire country to play in. Uh, like, really, whenever they sell out Camp Randall, Wisconsin fans come to play. There, there's there's no messing around there. They have their iconic jump around sequence. We got Elijah back. We're good. We're talking about Penn State, Wisconsin now. Um, but yeah, Wisconsin Stadium is absolutely insane whenever it's sold out. The fact that Penn State was able to come in there and get a win to open the season, it really sets the standard for the rest of the year for the Nittany Lions. Uh, that was a huge, huge, huge swing game. The winner of that one is poised for a Big Ten championship run. And now Wisconsin, now that they lost... Their entire playoff hopes are over. One game into the season, it's completely done. Yeah, Wisconsin, I knew they weren't going to be anything. They were bad last year. Uh, Graham Mertz is not that good. Um, I don't Dude, believe in him. It's so weird because he started the year last year. You're, you remember that? Like last year, they had like 45 to zero. They would drop like 52 points. Yeah. And then all of a sudden, they failed to score more than two touchdowns in a game. Like, no, I've, I've had no stock in Wisconsin ever since that. Um, Northwestern game last year when they got completely exposed for being who they are and that it, got, it happened again today against Penn State like they they're just Graham Mertz is just not good he's not the future so like I probably I should have been smart enough to go ahead and make that bet against it for Penn State but uh yeah Wisconsin I'm I'm not shocked I I made a bet on that was one of my few winners of the weekend actually was and ironically, it was one of the ones I was least confident on. I had uh, the under of 50 for that game, which it finished at 16 to 10. So it was glorious for yep. the under. Yep. Yeah, but Graham Mertz is not that guy. I really no. don't. I agree. He's not that guy. He was the first college football player to trademark his own logo. So he has a lot of confidence, but it's not really showing up on the field. I, I thought Wisconsin would be better than that, at least. I don't think Graham Mertz is you know, going to be their all-time great quarterback by any means. But 
Because, I mean, they're a running team regardless. They're going to run the ball mm-hmm. down your throat. And I didn't really see anything too promising, you know, from the backfield from Wisconsin. So it was a really boring game. At some points, it looked like a JV football game, like a, a high school JV game. Yeah, I can't believe how many unders hit. Yeah, usually week one is like, I don't know. Week one is so hard to predict for the over-unders, dude, because you really don't know how these new offenses, new defenses. It's very different than the NFL where like because these are completely new squads sometimes yeah it's it's it was definitely this this week was tough week one college football was not great hopefully week two will be better for uh me personally because well i has to because there's no way it could go worse than it did for me last week yeah literally Uh, there's no way it can be worse so please i'm begging the gambling gods oh i know right um so maybe hopefully some overs can hit Seemed like nothing but the unders were going on for the most part. Yeah, like another under that hit, which I had the over in, was uh, Alabama and Miami. I I thought that was a guarantee to hit the over, but it missed by four damn points. They couldn't have just scored one more touchdown to run up the score. Fuck you, Nick Saban. Yeah, there's that. And they're also – this game last last night, I mean, it went to 67 points, but it didn't hit – the total oh, at yeah, which is weird because Ole Miss doesn't like to kneel the ball, but they kneeled it, so it's kind of weird. Yep. Dude, 74 is know, such Vegas. a high over-under total. It's so high. I just stay away from yeah. all of those games that are that high. But no, back to the Alabama game, though. Um, how much of that did you get to watch? Um, A good – about a quarter and a half, I'd say, just because, like, I don't know, game – so there's a lot of festivities going on, but – Bama's just, again, on another planet than anyone else in the country. It's just that that defensive line is unreal. Like, Derek King's one of the better college quarterbacks right now, and he looked completely lost and miserable. Um, it was, it was like, just again, just to remind you, like, hey, yeah, we're fucking the best again. They, they, they were scary. Yeah, no, they were literally scary good. There was... It, that looked like the way Alabama played against Miami is the way other power five programs played against FCS schools. Like yeah. they literally t- took it to them. Like they were a cupcake game. There was absolutely no question. They never struggled to score ever. And I, I would, if I was the NCAA, I'm canceling the rest of the season and giving Alabama the national championship trophy right now. Cause they're going to win it. I, <laughs> I need yeah. to look at the odds, but they're probably super fucked favoring Alabama. But I'm going to put a fat money on Bama to win the national championship because that's going to happen. Yep. It's a lock. Bryce Young, I mean, first Alabama quarterback to ever throw four touchdowns at least in this first start. Dude, he looked um, He good. looked really good. He yeah, he looked good. Really I'm sure good. that there, there's probably going to be another two first-round wide receivers again this year from Alabama just because that's how fucking good they are. Um, yeah, John Messi, the third, running- bro. John Mechie the third is next level. He's the next Jalen Waddle. He's he's like a top ten pick for sure. Yeah. So they're just they're just in the train chug a luggin, dude. That's it. That's all they do. <laughs> chug a luggin. Yeah, for real. I mean, Miami was talking all this shit coming into the year, and I I hate to admit it because I did say I believe that you is back, <laughs> um, and I did before that game. I was pretty confident on Miami. And I will say, though, their performance against Bama, you have to take that with a grain of salt because it's fucking Bama. So I feel like they could really go on to perform well in the ACC. 
uh, and make the ACC championship game still. But man, they they looked really bad. They looked undisciplined. Um, their formation, you know, their defense was out of whack a lot of times. And maybe that's be because you know Nick Saban and Alabama just drew up the plays perfectly. But I don't know. It was rough. It was rough all around. Yeah, I don't know why as Miami you even schedule that game with Bama. Like you know you get rocked in. Like I know the be dope. Like that's why you do it. But. At the same time, it's like your football team is going to be shook. Like those guys probably think that they're dog ass for the next couple of weeks before they play someone shitty. Yeah, they're like going to be couple completely. Of they're going to be completely mentally defeated now. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah, you brought so, up. I remember the other like last week. I think you brought up the fact that since the playoffs started, the week one games have been a lot more entertaining. So I think the reason they scheduled mm-hmm. it is probably because of that strength of schedule. You know, the mm-hmm. strength of schedule is just valued so much in today's college football. So if, if they were to beat Alabama, even if they had a loss the rest of the season, they were probably guaranteed a playoff spot. Probably. I mean, but then again, you have to look at that like, okay, we think we're one, maybe a two-loss team, but let's go ahead and schedule a two. Now we're – Maybe it's probably a two-loss team, most likely a three-loss team. If that's what if that's what they're gonna do, and they yeah, now they are probably that. most likely a two-loss team, real or three-loss mm-hmm. team. I mean, they're probably gonna end mm-hmm. up nine and three, mm-hmm. which wouldn't be a bad season. But I don't know after their We're, expectations in the preseason. It yeah, would be but bad. that's that's just Miami for you now. They think you're they you think that they're gonna be good, and then they're just meh. That, yeah, Miami is one of those teams. I mean, same thing with like Notre Dame. They seem to have like that came, same kind of stigma around them just because they used to be so good back in the past. Well, Notre Dame is good. They're like one of the six or eight best schools in the country. It's just that every time they go to the playoffs, they're not better than those three main guys and they get shit stomped every time. I don't know. I'm a, I'm a big Notre Dame hater. I will I will call against them every single game. They almost lost to FSU, bro. Yeah, I saw that. That was bad. That was really bad. Actually, I want to. I have something to talk about. Actually, did you see? We might as well bring it up now. We're talking about FSU. Um, Brian Kelly. Did you see his comments after the game? His execution comments. Oh yeah, that was bad, dude. That was so. For those that don't know, Brian Kelly, head coach at Notre Dame. Uh, he was asked a, a completely unrelated question. Like this had nothing to do with his team's execution. It was just a general question about the game, and he responded, "Well, I'm a fan of execution." And frankly, our entire team needs to be executed after tonight. Like, what? Where did that come from? Um, I mean, I personally think it's hilarious. And I'm sure the rest of the college football fandom does. But imagine being a a Notre Dame player and hearing that. Like, damn, coach. Okay. I would have just – I just probably would adapt to him and be like, hey, that was really funny. You should keep telling jokes like that. And – because everyone loves him. Well, in the in the it's, post uh, in his post game presser, he was asked about it. Like it, after the on field interview, he went to like the media type interviews, and they asked him about it. And he said um, that he was apparently referring to an old Jim McKay quote. Jim McKay's legendary coach, uh, and where, and he said execution. I'm all for it. Whenever his team, basically, whenever Jim McKay said it famously. The reporter actually asked him about the team's execution, and his response was, execution? I'm all for it. And that's 
I feel like that fits more. You know, that's a little bit funnier. That actually oh, fits yeah, he, more. He he brought up ex- execution like unprompted. Yeah, that's the weirdest part about it. I think you I think you just like came across it a couple days before the game started. He's like, you know what? Definitely say this in my on-field interview if we play like shit. I mean, like, they can, and the media will love it. Play like shit. I mean, yeah, it, it it took off in the media shit. Now we're talking about it. Yeah. But, I mean, they didn't they didn't play bad. They just had a really bad fourth quarter, which I was actually pretty butt hurt because I placed twenty I placed twenty bucks to win three hundred and fifty while Florida State was down by eighteen, and they sent it into overtime. And here I am freaking out like, oh my god, I'm about to hit it, I'm about to hit it, and then they fucking ice their own kicker. And missed the field goal in overtime. They made they made a 42 yarder, but called a timeout so that they could review the last play and move it up five yards. And he missed a 37 yarder. What the fuck, bro? Oh, I'm I'm getting all angry again. But that was bullshit. Yeah, that's that's really tough. That's that's like that's bad beat right there. Florida State deserved to win that game, especially because Mackenzie Milton was in there. That was a Cinderella story right there. Who's our head coach? Uh, Taggart, right? Yeah, I believe so. Willie Taggart used to coach for UCF. No, Mike Mike Norvell. Mike Norvell. Oh. Yeah, Mike Norvell. He used to coach for um, Memphis. Okay. I do remember that now. Um, Yeah, that that shit was just – I don't know. Now I'm all heated again. Yeah, man. That's just football. Football is back. Shit, like that's just going to happen. All these bad beats, year. bro. There's going to be so many beats. bad beats. All Dude, another, beats. another iconic quote, though, from this weekend. Um, not Brian Kelly. This was Coach O. Coach O, um, as he was entering the stadium for the UCLA-LSU game, he was confronted by a heckler who was saying, Hey, Coach Orgeron, Coach Orgeron, we're going to beat you down. And then he responds by saying, Hey, come on. Come down here. Come down here with your sissy blue shirt. Or no, he said, bring your ass on in your sissy blue shirt. And so that sissy blue shirt comment just absolutely blew up after uh, LSU took an 11-point loss to UCLA, um, which is fucking hilarious. Yeah, Chip Kelly's back. Chip Kelly's back. We can. I love Chip uh, Kelly, dude. Yeah, I mean, most people do. He, you know. Except for that weird thing that he did with the Eagles, but I mean, like, yeah, he's back. So, like, this yeah, kind of fucked cool. up the Eagles a bit. Yeah, but I mean, I was kind of a. Um, but no, this is great. I mean, he's back to running the football, and he's got a really good team on him. I think he has eleven. He's starting on defense. Eleven seniors. Oh wow. Um, yep. And then Dorian Thompson. That's his name, right? Dorian Thompson. Yeah. Um, he's a. Uh, He's got a lot of experience at the quarterback position. He's a running guy. So, like, he's, you know, this is going to be a good team this year. UCLA is going to be one of the back-12's better chances to get into the playoff. So, like, hell yeah, Chip Kelly's back. They kind of, which is weird, this team did kind of come out of nowhere. Like, last year they weren't really a force to be reckoned with. But, yeah, people, a lot of experts are pretty high on UCLA this year. Yeah. My well, favorite were, part, though, or wait, where are you go ahead. They were trending upwards. Like, they almost beat – Oregon team that was a lot better than them. Um, they beat, they had another couple of good games. Like, I mean, they weren't that good, but like they were better than what they had been. 
And like when Chip Kelly came, like they were pretty, they were in pretty dire straits. Like they were not in a good position whatsoever. This is third now with the team. I think it's um, third year. Okay. I could be wrong, but I think it is I think his third I year. think this is his fourth. Okay. I yeah, makes sense. Maybe I can't. Whatever. But uh, no, nah, he's this UCL is gonna be good this year, so that's gonna be cool. Um, LSU. Probably not as bad as they are last year because last year was just completely catastrophic. They're way too good of a program to yeah. have the year that they did. Um, yeah, five and five was rough. So, like, this is going to be a really good win for UCLA. Yeah, my favorite part about this whole uh, Sissy Blue comment and everything with the whole game was uh, UCLA, after they won, they got on social media and changed their header on Twitter to a T-shirt that says Sissy Blue with the, the UCLA U in the middle. Uh, and <coughs> they just took advantage of a golden marketing opportunity. And I thought oh, that yeah. was hilarious. They were trolling all the LSU fans. It was great. Yeah, but I mean, what that's, what, that's what they do. That's what teams do now. Like They, they act like they win the national championship because this is like the closest they'll ever get with Bama and Clemson in the way now. That is, that's the sad part about it, though, too, is like, you're right. I mean, with Bama and Clemson, I mean, maybe not Clemson this year. They're they're 0-1 to start the year. Um, mm-hmm. I also wouldn't be surprised, though, if they finished 11-1 and and got in the playoffs because they, they're going to win the ACC. So Clemson's still probably going to be fine. But, yeah, that is, that's true. Teams have to celebrate these small victories because sometimes that's the best they're going to get. Yeah, it's as good as good. And like this very mo- – like we're talking big about them. We're like reacting to doing – because they – they fucking kicked LSU's ass. So like, they yeah, they handled him. Yeah, they handled him. Um, so they deserve to like be happy about it. But like, this could honestly be as good as it gets for him all year. Yeah, I doubt. I doubt any Pac-12 team is going to make the playoff, though. Realistically, Pac-12 always gets left out. Yeah, I don't know. I mean, if Clemson continues to struggle, which I mean, I doubt it because the ACC is so top-heavy, but like. I don't see a different ACC team getting in. Oh, definitely not. No. The only one you could say is maybe Miami. But, I mean, again, based off their performance against Bama, no mm-hmm. shot. No shot. North Carolina, too. They had they were predicted to finish second in the ACC. And, man, they looked like dog shit against Virginia Tech. Dude, yeah, that was another over that um, – or total that was super low this weekend. I mean, that was, what, 10 to 17 was the score? Yeah, ten, and I think the over-under was like in the 60s. Mm-hmm. Yeah, that was – I didn't even think about the over-under on that one. I, I tailed you on your UNC pick at the end of it. I, I ended up siding with UNC, which yep. I thought that was a good pick. I mean – that was. I thought that was like – that was like my lock. But Lane – I mean, shit, Lane Stadium is a hostile environment. That was like their first game in two years being sold out. And that is, the stands were rocking. Sam Howell was shook, dude. He He finished with like – only 220 yards and three interceptions. Yeah. His Heisman his Heisman hopes are done. He's probably already out of the Heisman race, realistically. Well, maybe not just they're down on the rocks. They're they're down bad. I mean, like a lot of the Heisman odds in general moved. Um, like Sam Howell opened the season at plus fifteen hundred. Now he's plus twenty five hundred just after one game. Mm-hmm. And same thing with Derek King. He went from plus eighteen hundred to plus three thousand, and now, um, also DJ Ugalele 
however you say it, plus 700, moved to plus 1100 after week one. The only two people that improved their chances was Bryce Young went from plus 900 to now he's the favorite to win the Heisman at plus 400. So that's a pretty big shift for Bryce Young. And then uh, Spencer Rattler, CJ Stroud, and JT Daniels, they all stayed the same, which doesn't make sense to me. While you had while you were having technical difficulties, I was talking about how fucking garbage JT Daniels was against Clemson. Yeah, he was not very good. Yeah, like even everybody talks about the Georgia defense, but also the Georgia offense looked fucking abysmal too. Like just because they got the win, it's yeah. not all peaches and cream. I mean, it's like the same old thing with Georgia. Like Georgia's gonna have that kick-ass defense that Kirby Smart's known for having, but then they just don't figure it out on offense. Yeah, know, so exactly. hopefully. But I mean, who knows? It's gonna be a long college football season. I'm excited for it. We got a lot of got a lot of things we're gonna learn in the next couple of weeks yeah. and the season. So like, I'm ready for it, but like not looking great. If you have like huge JT Daniels, which I thought, like, I thought like he was going to be really good on the year, but now I'm, he was not I'm that back and down. Yeah. J- JT Daniels is, I don't know. He wasn't very proven coming into this year. Like he had a little bit of success last year, but I thought he was way games. too overhyped. Yeah. I thought he was way too overhyped. Um, another, another um interesting final score or scores of this weekend was uh in the big 12 oklahoma and iowa state both almost lost to completely inferior opponents oklahoma almost dropped one at home to tulane which would have been amazing actually i would have really loved to see tulane win because uh for those that don't know that game was scheduled to be played in tulane but because of the hurricane they had to move that game to Oklahoma, and Oklahoma actually did something really cool, and they painted the Tulane logos on the field. So that was that was just a sign of respect. It was pretty cool. But then Tulane ended up almost beating them on their home field. So I would have loved to see that. And then Iowa State almost lost to Northern Iowa. At, they were 28-point favorites and won the game by six. So that's brutal. Yeah. And Baylor didn't close that against Texas State. Like they, like, oh, almost, like, dude, don't even get me started, bro. That was one of my locks of the week, too. I was like, no shot, Baylor can't beat no Texas shot. State by more than Texas two State. touchdowns. Terrible at football, they're so bad. It's not even like there's no competition. They are the worst in Texas, probably. Actually, Rice, oh, I don't know. They, no, right? They're they're worse than Rice, 100%. probably. Yeah, probably. I don't know if that I don't know if maybe Texas State got a little bit better or is Baylor really just that fucking bad? You know? I, I'm curious to see how they're gonna do in the Big 12. I feel like they're just gonna get blown out by like 30 in their first game. Jeez, I don't even know. I don't even know what to think of the Big 12 at this point. I'm severely disappointed. Dude, yeah, hey, <laughs> so but far. you know except you UT. Know, yeah, UT actually opened up pretty good. Steve Sarkeesian era is off to a hot start. They got a a 20-point win against uh, a ranked opponent at home. So that's a pretty good way to start. I, I didn't that game didn't go how I expected it to, really. I thought Louisiana's offense looked different. They weren't as like mm-hmm. explosive on the ground as they usually are. But UT did look good. I'll give them that. UT looked pretty good. They they played a good game. Which usually they don't to open the season. So yeah. who knows? Like one pick I got right. Yeah, UT minus eight. Get, bro, I had the over on that one too. It was over 58 and it finished at 56. Yeah, 56. 
So I needed one more field goal, bro. It's just so much pain, bro. So yeah. much pain. You know, goddamn well, when I made my bets for NFL this weekend, I did not touch a total. Yeah, I, I'm probably going to stay away from all the totals. I, I usually, I don't know, in NFL, it's hard for me to go, go with over-unders because, dude, the NFL is just so fucking hard, dude. It's so hard to bet. I, I don't know why, but I feel like it's way harder to gamble on than college football. All right, what else we got? Oh, also another game. I don't know if you saw this one. Oregon and Fresno State. Did you see that one? Like we may have lost Elijah for a sec. But anyway, Fresno State against Oregon. Uh, Fresno State was a 20-point underdog. They started the game down 14-0, went on a bit of a run, ended up finishing the game. Shit, I forgot the final score. But they lost by seven. Um, so only seven point loss to Oregon, which is, I mean, that's a win in my books. Oregon is one of those teams. They have high hopes to win the Pac-12, but they're always 50-50. They're really inconsistent. Ever since the Chip Kelly era, they've been a super inconsistent 50-50 team. Um, and not so much 50-50 week in and week out, but I mean by the season as to which Oregon is going to show up. And it looks like this year, Oregon might not be that great. Uh, so in the Pac-12, I would probably keep my eye on UCLA or Utah to come out of the Pac-12 because Washington looked like dog shit. Oregon had a rough patch against Fresno State. Elijah, I was just talking about how uh, Fresno State only lost by seven to Oregon. Nah, it's uh, it's gonna be it's gonna be another tough year for the Pac. I think. Yeah, Pac-12 is gonna be. It's always the worst of the of the power five but now who knows now i mean the big 12 is adding ucf uh byu houston and shit one other school but they're adding four teams and making it the actual big 12 instead of just 10 teams in the big 12 so i don't think that's the smart move i'm i'm really upset with it i think the big 12 should have exploded but i mean we'll see what happens now now the big 12 may be the worst fucking conference um so is that a thing Oh, Elijah's gone again. All right, well, we're just going to keep on going. You know, show, the show must go on, um, as they say. But let, we're just going to go ahead and wrap up college football there. That's that's really all we got for the week one reactions. Um, other than college football, though, this weekend, of course, football was dominant over the weekend in the media world. But uh, there was a UFC Vegas event and a special fighter by the name of Patty the Batty made his ufc debut and he is absolutely fucking electric so we could not come on here and record a podcast without talking about this guy at least a little bit um so his actual name his nickname is the baddie which is fucking iconic um but his real name is patty pimblet he's a 26 year old from liverpool england and when i first look at him he reminds me of a white bruce lee just a little bit bulkier he has a Bruce Lee haircut. I don't really know what's going on with his hair. No, dude, that's it, a Beatles cut. That's an Austin. That's Powers that's cut. actually a better. That's a better way to describe it. Yeah. I don't know what's going on with his hair there, but his first fight was absolutely electric. First fight ever in the UFC. He took on Luigi Vrinjamini. I've never heard of this guy, but um, usually you take on no names in your debut, um, and he won in one round via a ferocious TKO. Uh, he got caught by left hook, and it was almost like as soon as he got caught by an actual punch, 
it awoken the beast inside of him, and he just started going, ooh, ooh, there's fucking nonstop laying it into this guy. And eventually the ref called the fight. But, man, this guy is going to be electric. He's exact. The UFC already has a lot of stars in the media, but he's next up. Everybody loves this guy. Oh, dude, he's so awesome. Apparently, too, uh, I was talking to a buddy. He watches more UFC than me and you both combined. Um, and he was saying that Luigi is actually pretty good. So this is like a decent win. But he was showing me it's of the fighting league that he came before. And it was insane. He gave a couple like standing triangles where he would like literally lift himself up on the dude. Oh, fucking, yeah. Like choke him while the guy was standing up. I don't know. Because he was like pinned up against the so this guy's actually oh, more of a wrestler. He's more of a wrestler, more of a ground fighter than he is um, a striker, is what I was told. And so for him to do that is actually like pretty good. That's why when he knocked him out, that's why he went, there's levels. <laughs> there's levels. There's yeah, levels did, to bro. it. Yeah, it took so me, I remember when we were texting about the Patty shit, you texted me the, the levels and it took me a second to get it. But I was like, oh, oh, yeah. 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 Uh, so that's why he said that shit is because he's more of a ground guy and more of like a submission artist than he is a striker. And the fact that he won his first fight as a striker, that's why he was like freaking out like that. Um, Dude, so, so yeah, he can strike like that as a grappler. He's going to have a good career. Yeah. Oh, for sure. I hope so. I hope to see more of him. He's hilarious. Like <laughs> when they asked to call out and he called out Instagram. Dude. Yeah. They were like, yeah. They're like, do you have to call out? Yeah. He said, uh, uh, He's like, not not really anybody in particular. He's like, anybody that wants it is what he said. But he's like, but I do want to call out a company. Uh, Instagram, give me me account back, you lizards. <laughs> so funny. Yeah, he's yeah, definitely. He's hopefully he'd be good. He could be the next McGregor. All right. I don't know if he's that good. But I but like, like media wise. Entertainment wise. Yeah, entertainment wise for sure. Or maybe even like uh, Ben Askren. Whenever Ben Askren was at his peak, he was fucking hilarious in the media. But he was more of a troll um, against other UFC fighters. Not necessarily just like an overly confident fucking hype man like Patty and Conor McGregor would be. Yeah. Nah, but UFC, it's, it's getting exciting. I mean, there's not really a major card for a while. This is probably the biggest gap we've had all year, really. Um, there's been a lot of fire cards this year, but... The next big one is uh, UFC is on September 25th. So we got a couple weekends to go before that. And that card is stacked. I mean, all five fights on the main card or main event could be the main event on any other fight night, really. I mean, there's Volkanovsky versus Ortega is the main event. Shevchenko's fighting. Nick Diaz is fighting. Curtis Blades is fighting Rosenstruck. It's fucking all of them could be a main event. It's going to be fire. I can't wait for that. So stay tuned. We're definitely going to be talking about UFC whenever that comes up. But for now, that that's all we got for our college football reaction. And we had to touch on, you know, Patty the Batty a little bit. So we're going to go ahead and wrap up this episode with some love it or loathe it as always. All right. All right. You want to take the first batch or me? Um, I'll take him. Alrighty. So first things first is Donald Trump will provide commentary on the Evander Holyfield versus Vitor Belfort boxing match. Yeah, I uh, I'll just go ahead and say I love because like what the fuck? Yeah, uh, what that's the fuck super is random. This? Um, 
I think I think this is probably going to happen a lot where you just where Trump show up in random places because I don't know it's Trump and so this is this is definitely um, another piece in a string of events that are just completely weird in in the world of sports like this and the the J.R. Smith and then what happened the other time the other day that we were oh I, I remember there was something too. I'll have to pull oh, up, anyway, yeah. this is nuts. Yeah, it's it's All so right. weird. It, he's going to become yeah. like the Snoop Dogg of politics, bro. Where like you know, because Snoop Dogg just appears at everything, just randomly. Like, why is Snoop Dogg hosting this? But he does it. So I would that would be fucking hilarious if Donald Trump becomes that guy. All right. Next up is the Baltimore Ravens sign Le'Veon Bell to their fifty-three man roster. Um, I love this. I can't believe that. What a fall from grace that this guy had. Really, I actually yeah. saw a video showing like the number one fantasy producers from 2014. And it was because it had like Le'Veon, Jamal Charles, AP, and a whole bunch of different guys. It was just like seemed like a lifetime ago who are just completely irrelevant now. But anyway, yeah. Um, hopefully he can come back and be good because it'd be nice to see like a good Le'Veon Bell again. Yeah, I don't know how much opportunity he'll get, but I do like that move by the Ravens too. All right, so we talked about the FSU game a little bit, but former UCF quarterback Mackenzie Milton makes a start in the FSU versus Notre Dame game after three years of resting his terrible knee injury. Yeah, I love this. This is like Teddy Bridgewater, Alex Smith-esque comeback right here. Except in this in college football. Honestly, how even more... Even more extreme than their comeback, dude. He almost lost his leg like the day it yep. happened. Yeah, yeah, I remember that. I remember when it happened to super gruesome. So just the fact that he can come back is like awesome. Um, he's a lefty too, right? Oh, I don't, I don't know for sure. I don't know for sure. I can't remember. Um, but yeah, no, I think that's awesome that he's back. I love it. Yeah, dude, seeing him, bro, just seeing him play and like seeing his parents' reaction in the stands, bro, it was it was making me emotional, dude. I was I was just like happy for him. All right, and yeah, for sure. <laughs> next up on the list, this one's kind of funny. The first ever nude. You've heard of skins versus shirts, but the first ever nude versus clothed soccer match was played in Germany this past weekend. Um, loathe it. That's fucking. That's a uh, that's pretty European. But uh, yeah, I don't, I don't yeah, know the context on it, but it's fucking weird. All righty. All right. Um, college football fans are outraged at Applebee's new commercial. I love this because I love the commercial and college football fans are out of their mind. This is one of the most nice. iconic commercials we've had in a long time. The only reason I hate it is because it's going to get stuck in my head. If you don't know which commercial we're referring to, it's the one where it's like, got me dancing like Don't Applebee's on a date nope. night. <laughs> so that one. I hate that. I fucking love but it, I, dude. I think it's hilarious. I, uh, <laughs> Grad quarterback Zed Nolan wins his first start for South Carolina. I love this one. Uh, it's We talked about a little bit last week how Zeb Nolan was going to be starting at quarterback after entering the season as a graduate assistant coach. So uh, a whirlwind of the last few months for my man Zeb, but good to see him get a win. I think this is really cool. It's definitely a story to follow throughout the season. Mm -hmm. 
Yeah, I wonder if he'll start next week too. But we'll see. All right. Uh, Tom Brady is still big mad about the numbers change. If you don't remember, Tom Brady was very upset that players could defensive players could now use single-digit numbers, calling it complete bullshit. He had like three separate posts about it. He was really mad. But apparently he's still big mad about it and says that the Cowboys actually have a, ta- a, a tactical advantage in this week's game opener because multiple Cowboys defenders have switched to single-digit numbers. Um, Jalen um, Jalen Smith is a guy. Uh, Michael Parsons wears number eleven, and I think a couple other guys are in single digits right now. So yeah, I I love this. Uh, I think Tom Brady needs to get over himself. Uh, he's being a little bitch about this. There's really, I mean, I get you know you're the goat. You've been here forever, but things change, bro. Things change. Times change. This is what the players want. This is what the league wants, and I'm sure the fans probably like it too. I mean, there's really no difference. So. I, mean, I think he gonna he'll be cool, able to adjust. Yeah, it's, it's yeah, but cool. I, I like the players having the freedom. I think it's funny um, because Brady's just finding another way to give himself like be the underdog. He's putting it in his head that like oh they that's have true actually because and it's just okay Brady like that's true. He does no. always find a way to be the underdog. I get yeah. it. we get it. You're the 199th pick. You you've won seven Super Bowls since then. So that's okay. We get it, man. You were skinny when you came into the league. <laughs> um, Kansas rushes the field after beating FCS South Dakota 17 to 14, their first win since 2019. I ironically love this one. Um, mostly just because I thought it was fucking hilarious to see Kansas rushing the field. Um, we saw there was another, a field rush. What was it? Um, Virginia Tech, they rushed the field after beating number 10 UNC, which was kind of unexpected. I mean, I guess it's a top 10 win, so that's cool. But this Kansas shit, why would you rush the field after beating an FCS team? It's the most Kansas football shit I've ever seen. Um, I I always just have a tremendous amount of respect for anybody that can sit through their games all year long. Uh, For any Kansas fans out there um, that aren't just waiting for basketball season. Respect to you. But that shit was just so funny seeing it. So I love that one. All right. That's all we got for uh, today's episode. We're going to be back, though, on Thursday live again. Hopefully we can uh, fix our tiny bit of technical issues we had. We apologize for that. Um, But nonetheless, we'll be back again on Thursday. And we will be probably hitting more so just a heavy, heavy, heavy NFL preview I'm probably talking about some of the biggest games this weekend. Heavy. Yeah, just all NFL on Thursday. All NFL. Unless something crazy comes up in the next day. Seahawks minus what? Two and a half. Who do they play? Before the lines move. Uh, Indianapolis. Oh, dude, I'm hammering that actually. Yeah, me too. All right. All right. See, we already got one pick. We already got one pick, so we're, we're going to be giving more betting picks, too, on Thursday and just everything NFL that you can think of. So stay on the lookout for that, and uh, we appreciate you guys watching, and see you all on Thursday.